Amen. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. Good to see your eyes and masks. Every week. This is our fourth week back. So, uh, so welcome some of you. This just uh, heading in first time. We're so grateful to have you. Welcome everybody online. If you're watching online, God bless you, and we're we're uh, we're thankful for you. And just so you know, everybody in here is socially distanced and being safe and uh, kind to one another. <clears throat> A couple of updates. First, if you want to follow along in your bulletin, know that you can get that uh, on the app, the Keys Vineyard app, or just go to vineyardbulletin.com. Or go to the websites, either one, keysvineyard.com, keysvineyard.info, look for the Vineyard Hub, look for the online sermon. Once you get that, you can just plug in your name, your email address, take notes, hit a button at the end, it'll go to your email account, you'll have everything you need. So that's one of the things that we're doing. Pretty much we're, we're trying to make this a touchless experience. So hopefully when you come in, you don't have to touch anything, the doors are open. Um, while you're here, you don't have to touch anything that's been touched by anybody else. And then when you leave, the doors will be open and out you go and... We're trying to maintain distances with all that in mind and, you know, trying to learn as we go. So um, with face masks, you're still going to have to have a face mask to get in. But once you're seated, you you can pull it down if you want to get a breath or if you want to take communion, if you want to have a coffee. We recommend that you, you know, wear it. But it's okay once you're seated because you're socially distanced and we're being safe. Um, so the times we definitely want to see you with a mask. If you're walking around the facility, your mask should be on. If you're going to engage in a discussion with somebody, mask should be on. If you're singing, believe it or not, projecting it all, you should have your mask on just so it kind of keeps that in place. But you can drop that uh, a little while you're in your seats because we're socially distanced. So with that in mind, this week we brought coffee back. Next week, not going to be full breakfast back, but we hope to bring back breakfast sandwiches that you can eat in your chairs. And also those Uncrustables, you know what I'm talking about, the little peanut butter and jelly things. And uh, so you'll have those and Pop-Tarts. So... But you have to sit in your chairs and eat them, and, you know, that's, that's what we're going to do. Safely, always safe. That's good. Don't feel like you've got to, you know, have that on. when you. It's good if you need to have it on. But we're going to keep each other safe, all right? And so that's what we're doing online. And uh, it's glad to have you back. That's very cool. Outreaches are going well. I like to talk about those because I want to thank the church for their generosity. Again, we had another great outreach yesterday and Wednesday. Yesterday's was cool as we got rained out for quite a while. And we still gave away 290 meal kits. Each meal kit feeds four people, plus a bunch of produce and bread stuff and everything. So thank you for your generosity. Thank you, volunteers, for making that happen. And uh, we're going to continue to... Uh, to bless the community that way, you have uh, you've done amazing things. At the end of all this, I'll kind of tell you what you've done, but uh, but just know for now, it's been an amazing experience. We are in a series called Light. We started this right when uh, the, the sort of pandemic hit. How are we going to be a light in the world during this? Because that's what we're called to be. I've used it as an acronym uh, to love, implore. Gather virtually, help and trust, and that those are the topics we've been discussing and we've discussed. Uh, I started last week a little sub-series on um, trust that we're calling, you know, uh, uh, talking about God being for us and what that means. And I want to continue on with that this week together. So that's where we're headed. Uh, bad joke time. Also, I was sitting around last week. I wrote a song about a sewing machine. 
So uh, I guess now I'm a singer songwriter. Yeah. Yesterday, I melted an ice cube with my mind just by staring at it. It took a lot longer than I thought it would. I, I didn't tell my wife this one beforehand because I didn't think she'd let me tell it, and I really wanted to tell it. I accidentally swallowed a bunch of Scrabble tiles. My next trip to the bathroom could spell disaster. That's, that's really funny. But see, you've got to be careful with poop humor at church. It's, it's right on the edge. Alice, please, honey, come up and rescue me. Lead us in the reading of the Word and pray for us. Got pity applause there for that, for that joke. But it is good to be back with and see all you this morning. Welcome back. If this is your first time, welcome home. We're just glad to have you here. Okay, uh, before we read the word together, let's pray real quick. Father, I just am so thankful that when we worship you corporately, your presence, presence falls upon us in a way that brings us peace and hope and love and joy. Father, more is done in your presence than can be done in a million words. Father, you come and you settle us. And you, you make us right and you give us peace, that peace that passes understanding, Father. I pray, Lord, today that we would be captured by your love and captivated by your glory and caught in your presence, Father. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. The text today is out of the book of Romans. And we're going to continue on with what Steve started last week. And this is chapter 8, beginning at verse 31 and following. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels or demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Blessed be the word. Amen. Good job. We quarantined together, so that's okay. And it's not the same with a mask on, you know what I'm saying? That passage, 
So it picks up in verse 31 where we ended off last week and where this whole thing comes from. God is for us. And that passage starts with, if God is for us, and what it ends with is, once you know that, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And, and I want you to put those things together. They're meant to be together. God is for us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that uh, is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, last week, uh, we talked to, uh, and, uh, did a story about um, Jesus with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, Cleopas and his wife. I believe it's his wife. And what they couldn't understand in everything they were dealing with is that, that suffering can give way to glory. Because that's what had to happen with Jesus. So Jesus explains it to them. And it's a big part of the story that we get a hold of. One of the songs that we sang today is called uh, Cherry Blossoms. And I'd ask the worship team to do it again. This is the first time I heard it. It spoke to me. Because in there, it talks about how, how winter gives way to spring. See, and, and it's part of a picture in creation that God wants us to see that reminds us that suffering gives way to glory. And that we need to take that in and understand what's going on. So I'm going to talk about that today uh, in this idea that God is for us. And, and what I really want you to walk away with is that the best is yet to come. That's, that's where we stand. That's where we hope. That's how we trust God, knowing that the best is yet to come. But before I hop into that, I want to tell you a quick story. So um, sometimes when I'm working through things and, and, and learning about things and sharing things, um, certain things will happen in my life that help the experience along, if you would. And so we're talking about trusting God in, in regardless of circumstance. And, and I know that, that uh, there's, a, there's a much bigger thing going on. But I had a little situation that happened this week, Alice and I had, that I thought he would share with you. And, uh, and so let me, let me sort of talk you through it. So in the beginning of March, uh, our dryer quit working at home. Uh, and it, it had reached its life expectancy. It was bound to happen. It had done a good job. And so um, we went and bought... Well, the first thing I did was buy a belt to see if I could fix it. And it wasn't that. It was just done. All right. So we decided to go and buy a new dryer. It was time. So we went down to Home Depot and we purchased a new dryer. And we were very happy about that. Um, probably the nicest dryer we've had. And it's small because we have a small space. You know, we live in a very small home. And it's stackable. And it was very nice. And, it, and uh, they delivered it. And I installed it. And it worked beautifully for like three and a half weeks. And then um, it turned on and spun, but it stopped making heat, which is like one of the main purposes of a dryer. That heat, that heat thing is really important for drying. Just stopped. So, uh, you know, I read the manual and troubleshoot and that doesn't look good. So um, called Home Depot and they put me through to Electrolux, which is the place that uh, made it, and um, they were very kind, and they said, okay, we'll send you a repairman. I'm like, that's good, and um, so they scheduled a repairman. It took another week for that. The repairman came out. Very nice man. The repairman came out, looked at the machine, did, he did exactly what I knew he was going to do, said, okay, it's these parts. I don't have these parts. I'm going to order these parts. I'll be back in a week. Okay, all part of the deal. Uh, so he did, and he ordered the parts. So sure enough, one week later, he came back and put the parts in, and it still didn't work. Mom, it must be a bad part that they sent me. And uh, he said, I'll, I'll have to order the part again. going to be another week. Okay. It's life. It's coming. Going to get it fixed. So he comes back. And this, is, this was Wednesday. He came back. And uh, very nice man. Um, I, had, I, I was here doing the outreach. I couldn't be there. So Alice stayed home. And I figured he'll get it this time for sure. I'd been there the other two times. And um, he came and he put the part in and... He had it working for about 10 seconds, making heat. And then when he put everything back together again, it wouldn't turn back on. 
But he said on his way out, don't worry, it'll reset itself, it'll come back on. Well, it didn't. So when I got home, actually before I got home, I got a phone call that the dryer wasn't working. And, and one of us was really unhappy about that. And I get it because she's, she has to go and, you know, fortunately we live in Venture Out, so there's dryers that we can get to, but you gotta have rolls of quarters all the time and you have to go and it's not convenient, but it's, it's okay. But, uh, but the, the thing is, at this point the dryer has not worked longer than it worked. And it's brand new. So the, you know, when you, you just expect things to work when you pay for them, just want it to work. That's all I really want here is I want it to work. Well, so when I get home and I text the repairman and say it doesn't work, and so the response, very nice man, his response was, okay, I guess I'll have to look at it next week. Okay. So one of us is already upset, and now, now the other one is upset, because that's not a great answer for me. And, and so, and then, I don't know if you've ever had this thing, but so tension began to escalate between my lovely bride and myself over this thing. And when it wasn't either one of us, but you ever do this thing where all of a sudden you're, you're because, just I guess because you can and there's nowhere else to go and you feel powerless. When I, so, and, and back in, so I, I went and called Home Depot because something's got to happen here. And I spoke with the manager at Home Depot, and he was, he was great. So you need to hear me in this whole story, all right? He was great, and he said, listen, let me make a phone call, and I'll, I'll get back to you. And that day went by, and he didn't call me back, which I kind of understand, because in the scheme of everything else, it's a dryer. It's all right. But, but we decided, Alice and I, when we got up, we decided, and by then we had worked through this thing and prayed, and it was an attack. You know, okay, it's going to be all right. Uh, it's just a dryer. We'll, we'll go down to Home Depot personally. Now, I gotta tell you in my mind, it, several times, uh, I had, um, uh, I had taken that dryer, and I had disassembled it into parts that would fit into my very small Kia, and I had driven it to the Home Depot, and I had unceremoniously dumped it somewhere right in front of whosoever was there, and said, this is what I think about this piece of equipment, give me my money back. But that was just in my mind. Because the reality is, I've been in, in this area for a very long time, pastoring a lot of people know who i am <laughs> and i have to think about how it looks all the time everybody should be doing that anyway i want to be kind but i'm like okay i can't do that and so alice and i we head off to home depot without the dryer in pieces and uh we leave it at home we go down and we actually pray on the way down we did we pray we actually do that and uh i said lord please just help us with this thing i know it's not this huge deal and I get that you've got it, and I, but it's, the enemy is using it to irritate. Did anybody here ever get irritated or frustrated? The enemy is using this to frustrate me right now, and I, I don't, I don't want to be frustrated. I don't want to be upset with my wife. We don't want to live like that. Help us with this whole process. And so we prayed, and it felt good, and we, we went down to the Home Depot. And we started at the customer service desk. She was really nice. She said, listen, I, I can't help you, but you need to go back to the appliance area. And I said, okay, that's fine. That's reasonable. And, and we go back to the appliance area. And there was nobody there at that precise moment, but I get that. So I went into another department. And they were very kind. She said, I will find you the person you need. And they went and did that. And, and then uh, the appliance person came and said, you need to talk to this person. And they walked us over to a desk. And there was a lady sitting there. And she was, we sat down, very sympathetic took my information, said, I, I will help you with this. And uh, I'm so thankful to have somebody help. And, and uh, at the end, I just wanted to get her name, and I looked at her name tag. Here's the best. This is why I'm telling you this story. You know what her name was? Angel. 
Listen, people go, oh, what coincidence? That's not a coincidence now. We're, we're having issues. We pray, God, would you help us through this? God sends an angel. I was thinking the only thing that could be better if it was a guy named Jesus. <laughs> but I'll take an angel. And she was great. And then, and to her credit, she followed up. She called me back. And, and, you know, I'd like to tell you the stories I'll resolve. It's not yet. They're sending out a different repair person, um, which is fine. And the cycle will start again. And, and hopefully this person will have a little more success. So um, I just think it's funny when I'm, see, I, you have to trust God, even in the, the little things and the big things and everything. But things can come up that make it sort of difficult. And that's all part of the deal. But God is for us. God's got us. And to me that I, I you know, I took this amazing breath when I saw Angel. I was like, well, pff, there we go. You can't you can't write that one off. OK, God sent an angel for something this little. He's got all the big stuff, too. So let's talk about this today. I want to talk about the biblical view of time. And how this impacts us and how when we get a hold of this, it helps us always to know that God is for us and that we can trust him. So what do I mean by the biblical view of time? So for most of us, we would say, uh, well, our clocks tell us that the day starts at 12 o'clock, right? At midnight. For most of us, we get that that's when. And yet the only time we really believe in that is on New Year's Day. That's about the only time. The rest of the time, if I were to ask most of you, when does your day start? You would say that your day starts when you wake up in the morning, right? That's when your day starts and your day ends at the end of the day when you, when you retire, when you go to sleep. And that's the end of your day. Well, what if I tell you that that's not the biblical view of time and that, that God has actually arranged it differently and that when we start to grasp it, it begins to change the way that we see things in life, in creation, in the Bible. It impacts all those things. And so how did God set it up differently? Well, when you read the creation account in Genesis chapter one, beginning in verse three, you, you see that God makes the evening first and then the day. Genesis one, three. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And look what happens. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. You see the, the biblical pattern there, evening and then morning. Not, we have it backwards in our Western culture, but biblically it's this way. Ooh, that hurt. Evening and morning. Why is that a big deal? I've got to tell you why. Is that, that here's what happens. See, the biblical view of time teaches us to look at everything through different eyes. And one of the things that, that God wants us to see is that, that darkness always gives way to light. That's the biblical perspective. Light always overcomes darkness, and you see it every day of your life. It's also really a, a great picture of the resurrection. Uh, and so the, the, the picture is sort of when you go to sleep, it's, it's sort of connecting with the death. And every day you wake up with new life. And, and it's such an important lesson that God wants you to rehearse it every day of your life. That this is the process of things that we see. See, the, the sunset always gives way to sunrise. Daylight always overcomes to scatter the darkness. Winter always gives way to spring. Suffering gives way to glory. 
This is the picture. This is what you need to see as you go through this, this life. And it begins to change things. And so we see the picture broaden. Light overcomes darkness is point number two. The whole Gospel of John. The Gospel of John begins by describing a world that's covered in darkness. But then we're told a light shines into it. John 1, 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not understood it or overcome it. And verse 9. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Jesus was coming into the world, giving light to or illuminating everyone. Now, that's a significant picture. Now, this uh, it was foretold in, in prophecy back in Isaiah chapter 9, uh, and it's fulfilled in Jesus as Jesus begins his, his ministry in Galilee. Uh, and Matthew records it for us in Matthew 4.13. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. And that's Isaiah 9, just in case you didn't hear me say it, 1 and 2. Land of Zebulun. And land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. So, so we see this picture again, light overcoming darkness. And then the Apostle John takes it in a, in a whole nother direction and adds to it. So John began the gospel in John talking about darkness over the world, light coming into it. And then in Revelation 21, which we spent a lot of time in over the last six months, he makes this connection. He says, I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lammers temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives it light and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut for there will be no night there. Now, this is significance because what he's saying is, on that day that we've talked about, you know, the renewal of all things, when the heavenly city comes, that, that Jesus will be what illuminates the city, and, and there won't be any, any darkness any longer. It's going to be forever dealt with. So when you, when you put those together, what you have is that back in Genesis, Moses teaches us that we're to live in the hope that, that darkness will always end in the light of dawn. Every day we're going to see darkness dispelled. But... The Apostle Paul teaches us even further to lift our eyes up and see that when Jesus comes back, darkness is done with forever. Light wins. Light happens. Light comes. The best is yet to come. And we look forward to this, this cosmic hope of the eternal morning that will be with us forever. And that we'll live in that light forever and ever. See, the best is yet to come. And we need to remember that in the situations that we find ourselves. And this picture that happens in creation and that we see, this, this biblical view of time, begins to make sense then in a whole lot of scripture that we read. And, and, uh, and so I, I love this one. Uh, this is Paul says this. He says this in 2 Corinthians 4, 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away. Inwardly, we're being renewed day by day. Now, why is that important? Well, see, what we need to start learning is that time is a friend of grace. And, and so, outwardly, we're wasting away. Now, so, I'm about to turn 60, as my son announced. I know you're shocked by that. You're thinking, you don't look a day over 40. But still... <laughs> That got, that got nothing. I know. Never mind. And uh, they're like, he's delusional. Somebody tell him. 
And so outwardly, I get that. You know, things aren't like they used to be. You know, so I guess they say 60 is the new 40, but I don't, I, don't, I don't know that that's to be true. And really, if I had the option, I don't want to be 40 again. I'm, I'm good with this. But, but, um, but things are changing. Outwardly, things are changing. I, I get that. That's part of the deal. A lot of you can relate to that. Some of you can't yet. God bless you. You'll catch up to it. Um, things are changing. And yet, what Paul says is, inwardly, we're being renewed day by day. See, time is a friend of grace. Inwardly, every day that happens is good for us. Every day is because the best is yet to come. We're moving more and more in that direction. And we need to get a hold of that. And then Paul goes and gives us more, more news about how, how heavenly time is really cool for us. In, in, that, in heavenly time, um, he's, he's moving us in a much better direction. Listen to what he says here in Ephesians 5.27. That is to present to Jesus the church, a uh, radiant church, listen, without stain or, what's that next word? Wrinkle. Or any other blemish. But holy and blameless. Isn't that cool to know that the, the, there's a redemptive quality to time for believers and, and you actually get better and better as that happens? And no wrinkle. So, do you ever, so you, as you age, unfortunately, some of us wrinkle a little bit. Or, or a lot. On the upside of that, at the same time that happens, you usually begin to not see as well. And so unless I forget and and wear my glasses into the bathroom in the mirror, I'm really still looking pretty good. Every now and again I forget and the glasses are on and it's almost, it's just like a shock. It's like, who is that person in the mirror? Because I don't remember myself that way. I was laughing every now and again on Facebook. I'll see somebody that I went to high school with and I'll think, wow, they're really old. And then after a moment, it dawns on me. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> They're having the same thought about me. But we get presented to Jesus without stain, wrinkle, or blemish. See, that's really cool. See, there's something going on in the biblical view of time that changes things. And this verse, I, this has just been speaking to me all week, this verse. I love this verse. Again, this is Paul, Romans 13. And do this, he says, understanding the present time. With understanding biblical time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. This verse, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. Tie that in with everything I've just talked about. You see how powerful that verse is? What that means is that that every day that we live, we're closer to our ultimate hope and goal. Every day that happens, regardless of what it's like, it's another day closer to this the the light that we get to experience forever. It's another it's another day closer to the redemption. It's another picture of the glory of God and how He takes and changes things and changes us. It's another day closer to all of that. So no matter what's going on, we get to live in that hope and that promise, knowing that God is for us. And when you get this, when you know that God is for you, no matter what's going on, nothing can separate you from that love. And it changes everything. And that's all I really wanted you to see this week. Because I want to talk more about God being for us. But I wanted to make that connection for you. And my hope is that, that it, will, it, you'll start, it will challenge you to think differently. That, that when, you, when you go to bed tonight, your day's just beginning. It's gonna, you're going to mess your mind up a little bit. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, so it's a new thing. But it makes sense because light comes and overwhelms the darkness 
And one day, it will stay that way. That pattern will stop, and it will just be light. No more darkness. And, and we don't have to deal with this kind of mess anymore that we see in the world around us. He deals with it for us. But until then, we trust Him, and we know that He's got us, and that He's for us. So I wanted you to take all that in and give you those things to think about this week. Um, listen. All of this begins with knowing Jesus as Lord and Savior. So we've been talking about this. So I want to continue talking about it. Make sure everybody's on this part of the journey. And if you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. You needed to know Jesus before this thing happened. But you really need to know Jesus during it, that he's got you and that you don't need to be afraid and that, that he's with you and that he's for you. That all starts with a simple prayer where we just ask God to forgive us for our mess, which he does. And then we ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of our lives. So we've been doing that because I, uh, there's more of you probably watching online that are in the room right now. And we want to make sure that you're connected. And so if you've never prayed a prayer like that, I want you to pray it with me. I'm just going to pray it and you can, you can pray it with me. It goes like this. That God, will you forgive me? Of all my sin. Jesus, will you come into my heart? Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Now, because you're not here, some of you that prayed that prayer, I can't celebrate with you, and I want to. So what we've done is this. little system, we use our text and church system. If you prayed that... Will you just text the word heart, H-E-A-R-T, to that number that's on the screen right now, 305-745-7513, so that we can celebrate with you, so that I know. People have been responding every week. God bless you guys. And it, it will respond back to you uh, immediately with, with the congratulations and give you a little direction on how to, how to get going. But that's the biggest thing and the best decision you can ever make. And you can settle in the idea that he's for us and that he's got us forever. Also... Thank you, everybody, for your generosity that allows us to continue to bless the community. These are ways to give digitally if you want. There's offering boxes up front as well. And we thank you for doing that. We also know that a lot of you that are not in that place right now. And we just want to bless you. And please don't worry about it. And, uh, and, and yet, for those that can, God bless you for your generosity. And we want to do that. And then what I want to do is sing the doxology with you. And then we're going to carefully dismiss Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And holy ghost. Amen. May the Lord bless and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. Go today in the peace, the power, and the love of God. God bless you all. Thank you for being here. Thanks for watching online. As you're leaving the facility, we really want you to go out this door. It's open. Oh, it's raining a little bit. We have some umbrellas out here. Please do not bunch up at these doors, okay? Maintain your six feet distance. If you want to sit where you are for a few minutes while it empties out, do that. Masks up. Well, that's kind of like being at the Dolphin Stadium and doing the fins up thing, right? Masks up. God bless you guys. We love you. We'll see you soon. Thanks for watching today's service from Keys Vineyard Community Church. Make sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. For more information, log on to keysvineyard.com. We'll see you next time.